Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby, and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by a comedian and Chelsea fan, Omid Jilili, who was on that fine form. He was telling us, amongst other things, about his new daytime quiz show that he's doing for uh, ITV. Uh, also, we brought you a bit of Don't Ask Me, as we always do, put Andy's uh, memory to the test. You got involved with a fairly interesting and slightly risky uh, cool topic of the day, looking for TV formats uh, for somebody. And uh, John Motson joined us uh, and paid a lovely tribute to uh, Ray Clements, who sadly died at the weekend. So we'll bring you all of that now. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, just going through my notes just before the show, you definitely can tell it's been an international weekend. I watched a mixture of women's football. Mm. So I watched uh, Manchester Man City. Good game, 2-2. The Chelsea-Arsenal game, the last 10 minutes. Brilliant. Very exciting. I watched... I discovered the Pakistani Super League oh. on Channel 732. Hum Masala. <laughs> More of that. It's such a brilliant... The coverage is like from 1970 or so. It's really brilliant. <laughs> right, good. And, uh, and, yeah, no, it was fun. And, uh, and of course, the Masters, and as well as England. And uh, we'll talk about the Masters later. I, I don't know. It, look, it's Augusta. It was golf. It was great. But it, it wasn't the Masters for me. No flowers. No... Yeah, the course wasn't the same. It just wasn't the... I don't know about it. I can't tell you what it was, but it just didn't grab me. I watched a lot of it, but it didn't grab me in the same way. Although I did... At 2-0, when England were 2-0 down, I turned over to the butler cabin for the presentation of the green jacket. It was a great moment in sport. I love that moment. Straight after Tiger put the jacket on uh, Dustin Johnson, the presenter said, it fits him well, doesn't it? I thought, not really. He can't even do it up. What are you talking about? <laughs> you have a look at the papers. That's why he's holding it like he's holding the buttons closed because yeah. it, it doesn't fit him at well, all. Well, as we discovered Brilliant. last week, it's a kind of, it's a sort of generic cut. And the idea is that when you win it, you go and get it taken in and you get it tailored to suit your needs. But obviously, they don't know if he's going to be a short, fat bloke winning it or a very tall, thin bloke. <laughs> so you have to get one that fits everybody so you end up looking like a coach driver it's a bit, a bit of a weird look on some he looked better than than some have done in the past really so yes, um, i suppose that's true yeah. he'll probably have it let out it would be fine mm. um <laughs> butch harman's a fascinating commentator yeah. some of the things he says are so, one, i just wrote down one though it says uh, somebody missed a shot i think it was uh, justin thomas had a poor day and at the end yeah. of his at the 18th when he missed a part he went some days you're the windscreen and some days you're the bug yeah. Well, yeah, I can wow. see that. It's not a bad It's quite an interesting He does sound more and more like Kermit the Frog. Have you noticed that as well? I think 
<laughs> it really does. Well, I turned on the TV and I thought the Muppets were on, but it was the Masters. <laughs> he seemed to be behind the pictures. I don't know what was going on there, but it wasn't. Yes, but never mind. That's that's the way it was. And also, I've noticed it, this, when I was watching the cricket, I don't know why commentators do this. This batsman took the ball. It was a direct hit to his box, right in the middle, right in his middle stump, if you like. Mm. And uh, and the commentator went, oh, and that struck him on the fleshy part of the thigh. You think, not really. Is that what you it? call it, mate? Really? <laughs> I wouldn't call it that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. So, uh, and then, of course, there was England, and uh, you probably got some views on that, Paul, as well. Well, we'll uh, we'll have a chat with Motti about it a little bit later on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking, like a lot of people at half-time, that Sancho was probably going to come on, or certainly within the first ten minutes of the second half, that Sancho might get on there and Mount might have moved back. We were we were a bit predictable, but we had chances, didn't we? And, uh, mm. and you know, maybe it isn't as bad as everybody thought it was, but a bit more composure um, in the final third, and we might have got something out of it. But we were a bit wasteful in those areas, weren't we, unfortunately? But I'm sure Matty will give us his take on it later. I only saw... I saw it up to 2-0, and then I came back at the 72nd minute to because you know, I watched Red Zone in between because it was so much more exciting than the football. <laughs> it really was. So, you know, but what can you do? So I just thought... All I thought about England was their final ball was so poor. Their yeah. build-up didn't look too bad, but, you know, it's... It's difficult. So it, these games bear no resemblance to what we're going to see next summer. That's, no. you know, just... But except you know that Belgium will be quite a decent team. It is but great watching. It. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody's been saying it. It's true, but it's just great to watch Grealish. It's great to have a kind of maverick footballer mm. out there. I mean, until the point where he does a David Ginola and gives the ball away, and we get end up getting knocked out of a World <laughs> Cup or something, we forgive Mavericks anything, don't we? Because they're so rarely are they produced. You know, generally England teams, round pegs go into round holes most of the time, and everybody works for the benefit of the team. So to see a player emerge like that and get recognised and for the England manager not to regard him as a liability I think after last night and to say he was brilliant yeah. he's going to be key to us I mean it's great to watch a player said, like that yeah absolutely and the thing I said before he picked him was you know he wins a lot of free kicks which he did last yeah. night again he, he's good for that he buys you time he gets you up the pitch like that way I thought he played really really well but uh, you know it's hard without you know that system without Rashford without Sterling it's mm. uh, you know I, I just cannot see the point of playing Mount in that position No, for me. It's just not well, his I, position. Well, listen to Jamie O'Hara with Andy last week and the point he made about Mount and Grealish with either Henderson or Rice mm. holding. It's quite a nice idea with those front three. It looks a very attacking team, but at the moment we seem to be pretty solid well, most of the time. Uh, mm. But we don't offer a great deal coming forward, so that doesn't particularly help. Uh, the Eric Dyer ball um, that's kind of oh, yeah. I've seen that ball a lot over <laughs> the years. And of course, so is Jan Vertonghen in training. So that's, that's how he knew. To, oh, to close ball, to close it? Mount down uh, because oh, he no. knew he knew where he knew where he was going. <laughs> he did. So uh, that was yeah. a bit unfortunate. Can I just say I now know the best way to send money to Pakistan? Thank you very much. All oh, right. Yeah. So the coverage <laughs> I will go and check it out, Andy. It's uh, it's you say it's, well, it's a bit of a it's a bit old school. The coverage is it? It's fun. Yeah. You know they have like Captain Pugwash type graphics that go along the bottom of the screen. Oh, okay. All that sort of thing. Yeah, it was fun. What channel is the, it? I'll, I'll take I'll check it out. Channel seven three two. Channel seven three. Too. Okay, right. Trouble is, it, it's right. I only discovered it on Saturday, and there were there were three games left. So there were one, one Saturday, one no, two Saturday, mm -hmm. one yesterday, and the finals tomorrow. So there you go. Okay, I don't seem to be able to get it on my uh, on the TV here in the studio. Maybe they've blocked it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, I'm not to worry. I'll, I'll see if for some reason they've not bothered. Anyway, as, as we know, there was some sad news over the weekend. Uh, two people have been guests on this show uh, over oh, the years. Yeah. Uh, the great Ray Clements and Des O'Connor both uh, passed away. Mm. And uh, we, we were trying to track down an old chat we had with Des. He came in and saw us about, what, oh, 10 years ago when he had a yeah. DVD of a lot of his old shows out. And um, and we've not been able to track it down. We we're going to see if we can find Because he talked about being a sort of youth player at Northampton. He loved his football and he was... Yeah, we both really liked him. He was yeah, great, he was a lovely he, when he came in. And, uh, and, 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 and everybody's been saying... Uh, it's interesting listening to Jim earlier on. Everybody's not just been saying what a great player Ray Clements was, but what a lovely guy he was. And uh, we've spoken to him a couple of times over the years on the show. And I sort of said hello to him once or twice. But I, back in the mid... Um, 90s I went to an FA black tie FA do and uh, I was on Clem's table and I'd never really mm. met him before and he was he was everything that people have been saying it has really kind of uh, rung a bell with me because he was such a lovely guy you know often you meet famous mm. people especially a guy who'd achieved as much as he had and you know there's this acceptance sometimes with famous people that they think they're the planet and we're the satellites that kind of orbit them mm. and it's all about mm. them but he wasn't like that he was asking me about 90 minutes he was chatting away he was chatting to my wife who mm. was there and he was just a really lovely approachable friendly guy and I was really sad to hear the news yesterday and I, there, we had a little family story that comes from that night where um, uh, Ray danced with my missus and uh, on the dance floor she took a step back and uh, stamped on the foot of uh, someone and um, I looked over to see it was it was Alex Ferguson <laughs> <laughs> got right down, right down on the you, foot. I thought you were going to say she fell to the floor, but Ray caught her. No, no, no. <laughs> he probably would have done. But uh, he he did, done. Uh, Alex Ferguson didn't give her the hair dry. But no, uh, a, re a really lovely fellow. Everything, <laughs> everything good, I've been hearing about him from his friends and everybody else's was my experience as well. So such a shame. And it's rare for a player to be a legend, and I mean a legend, with two clubs. And yeah. I think it was Crackers who put up a link to the footage of Ray Clements returning to Anfield oh, yeah. for the first time. What a reception he got. It's Brilliant, amazing. It's know. just also, there's, there's something about that shot, isn't it? Because all you can see, you can't really see the pitch. You, all you really see is just Ray running towards the crowd and the and the cop mm. rising and, and singing England's number one. It's a it's a brilliant bit of footage and uh, yeah. And he was a modest man because his record was incredible. Yeah. When you look at it. Stuart Pearce was right when you look at what he actually won. Oh. He won everything. There was to win in the club game. And well, we had him for six seven years at the club and um, maybe even slightly longer than that. He was he was absolutely fantastic yeah. for Spurs in his time there. So a great change. Motti will join us uh, later on. Motti knew uh, Clem well and he'll be giving us uh, his memories as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. We have a new king of daytime uh, this afternoon. Omid Jalili's uh, new daytime <laughs> quiz winning combination gets underway on uh, ITV, three o'clock. Uh, and he joins us now. Good afternoon, Omid. Good afternoon. I, I love the way Andy was laughing because the idea of me doing a daytime show is just so ridiculous. <laughs> how, 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 how did this all come about then? You just got the offer and you thought, why not? I did uh, an episode of Celebrity Chase that was shown recently and um, then afterwards the producers said, would you like to host one of these? I said, what, what do you mean one of these? Because it's the same people who made the chase. They said, we're making a new one and... Uh, you just be a really offbeat choice, would you? And I said, nah, you've you got to be joking. And I left it. And they really um, they really pursued me. and said, look, come and have a look at it. Come and have a look at it and see what you think. And, I, and I'm a bit of a quiz fan. I do like these shows. And what I want is just questions. 
and when I went to watch it, it was so question heavy. You get a lot of these shows where that they do a question and there's a lot of faffing about and I think just get on with it. And this one was really it was it was so much fun to do. And it's I just love the name winning combination. Mm. And I love the fact that we were doing it in lockdown because even if you're trying to make it funny, the only audience you have are the nine contestants who the last thing they want to do is even listen listen to a joke. <laughs> They don't care because I'd say to them, I said, look, let's, um, you, you know, it's COVID, there's no studio audience. If I do a joke, if you, please just laugh or something. And I said, oh, I'll give you an example. And you both know this joke. It's, it's a proper comedian's joke. And I said, uh, you only do a daytime quiz show twice in your career, once on the way up, once on the way down. It's great to be back. And then <laughs> they just stared at me blankly. I said, okay. Someone, I don't remember the show. When, when was you on? <laughs> That's the beauty, boys. I swear to God, you will love this show because the beauty is I'm constantly doing jokes and they cut. They cut to their faces looking black. And there's no... Like I'll say, welcome back after the break. For those of you playing, playing along at home... Um, the last question, if you got feta cheese, you were wrong. The answer was Esther Ransom. <laughs> and they cut someone looking up at the board waiting for, waiting for the next question. Nothing, so, giving you nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I think comics at home will be watching this, laughing their heads off. These are quite good gags, but he's getting nothing. That's so it's great. It's good. It's it's, good. It's, it'll be a good watch. Excellent. Now, Ahmed, what's the mechanic of this game show? How What's the idea behind it? Oh, you're breaking up. Can you hear me all right? Yes, we can hear you now. Andy, I mean, we just lost Andy. He was saying, what's the what's the mechanic? How does the game work? Yeah, the, the way it works, everyone has a number between one and one and nine, and then you've got a battle. You've got to fight each other to get into what's called a, a, a four-number combination. So if you're a number nine, you want to get into the combination and be in the thousands. If you're a low number, like one or two, you want to be in the tens or the or the units. So what, the people who battle into the combination, then they work together to to make to make the uh, to make the number that they'll win and share. And it's such a low. They actually, although they make such a low amount of money, it's still more than what I was paid for the show, because as you know, daytime is very, <laughs> very little. But but the thing is, that's what I love about the show. They get to take home like. They're probably if you're lucky they'll go home with 500 quid each or something yeah. but they're so happy because it's such a difficult game to win for quizzes there's, there's a purity to the whole game and there's the, it's just like the joy of quiz it's like a it's like a pub quiz so there's people you know how you enjoy a quiz with mates that's that's the idea it's very much people just having fun to for very low stakes mm. and that's why i love it it's very pure I mean, if it does take off, look at you know, pointless or uh, or um, the chase or shows like that, um, tipping point. You know, if they do take off, that's uh, you could end up doing about sort of sixty of these a year. Probably oh my more. god, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what though, I did, I did enjoy. You know when, you know, to be all, I know you guys like to get philosophical. As Marcel Proust once said, yeah, not Alain, not Alain Proust, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one driver. But Marcel Proust says you always end up doing the thing that you're second best at. And you've got to keep trying something. If you told, told me two years ago, would you be doing a quiz chat? I said, yeah, you've got to be joking. But I have to say, I really enjoyed it. And when it yeah. finished, I said, is that it? Because we've done 20 episodes. And they'll go out every day at 3 o'clock on ITV. I said, is that it? I said, I said, you're done. 
I think oh, I really enjoyed that. I'd love to. I'd love to do more because it was really quizzing is just brilliant. It's just and, and what it is, it's it, the way the brain works is if if you do university challenge, you'll give yourself ten points if you even understand the question. You know, you, you won't. You won't I told you once I shouted out Shakespeare and the answer was nitrogen. So it's, it's, it's impossible. But your brain, your brain isn't working then. Your brain works if you know the answer and you bring it to the front of the mouth. So the questions in this quiz are purposefully, they're not all completely easy, but you'll probably watch it and think, I know, I know the answers. And if you play along, you're actually working your brain. And I'll never forget, uh, last week I heard about the death of the, the guy in America Alex Trebek, who, who yeah. did uh, Jeopardy, Jeopardy, for years, yeah. Jeopardy for 40 years. And he said it was a real honour to do it because what he was doing was raising the general knowledge of a country. Mm. So people would come in and they'd learn things. If you didn't know the answer, if you couldn't work your brain, at least you learned something. So in, in that sense, as a service to the nation, he was so loved because people genuinely learnt more and they've got into quizzing. So I'm hoping this will be something that will you know, get people involved, get them into quizzing and, and get them, you know, just broadening their general knowledge. Robin Gillilly's with us. We'll chat more. We'll talk a bit of football and more in a moment. You can see winning combination from this afternoon at three o'clock. Obviously record it, watch it later after we've finished. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more in a moment. And I'll we'll, be watching. Yeah, yeah cheers, Dan. You probably will be. What with that in the Pakistan Super League? I'll be surprised you are still listening to me. And we'll also uh, play your little clip that we played a couple of weeks back uh, from the overnight show on uh, Talks where uh, there was a guest on who sounded just like Omid. That's coming up shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Uh, comedian Omid Jalili with us. Uh, he's going to be the host of Winning Combination Starts Today as every weekday at 3pm on ITV. Before we uh, chat more to him, uh, this is uh, a, a clip we played you the other day from uh, Extra Time with Paul Ross overnight. And he had a guest on and we thought, was that really the guest or was that Omid Jalili? Listen to this. 
Nilakanta Banu Prakash has won India's first ever gold in the Mental Calculation World Championships. And I'm delighted to say Nilakanta joins us now live. Nilakanta, what did you actually have to do in the competition? Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Hey. <laughs> now, was that you, Omid? That was sensational. He's, he's, he's India's foremost Omid Jalili impersonator. <laughs> Absolutely nothing like me. Just he just went, hey, how is that? <laughs> well, we, we weren't, thought it was. We weren't alone. We said, hey, I don't know, but just something about that. I just you didn't think it sounded like you. Well, the thing is, the thing is, I, I get mistaken for Stavros Flatley a lot, <laughs> and, I, and I thought, well, I wonder. I, I was always look, looking forward to meeting him, so I met him. I said. Uh, do you know I get recognised for you a lot? He goes, we, he goes, we do look like each other. And mm. I said, do you ever get recognised for me? And he went, sorry, who, I don't know who, who are you. <laughs> 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 I didn't even know who I was or anything. Oh, so dear. I'm, I'm used to people comparing me to other kind of overweight bald blokes. But <laughs> as a voice, I was really... No, nobody's ever taken the mickey out of me. No one's ever done the impersonation of me. Mm. I've never... I had that kind of distinct voice, but I was really looking forward to this. And that was just someone going, hey, it could be anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play, we'll clip the end we, of it. We'll clip the end of it we'll and we'll just again. play that bit again to see. Maybe it's just us if the listeners think otherwise, they can uh, they can let us know. I, I mean, I was looking at your Instagram and you put up a clip from a Winning Combination starts this afternoon. And uh, I don't know if you're aware that Ali Ross has a section in his TV column. It's called Unexpected Morons in the Bagging Area. It's basically <laughs> people who give mad answers to quiz questions. And you, what, the one that you did, which German city gave its name to perfume, I thought was very amusing. Oh, that's very... We, I bet, do you know what? They've saved the best ones for coming out. I mean, the best one to me was uh, when I said... Who played James Bond in Quantum of Solace? And it was the way the woman she slapped at things. She, she just went Craig David, and I just thought that was <laughs> it's the conviction when they slap the the, the the kind of button. And that's I mean there were so many things like that. I mean there was there was some of them where I try not to laugh. That one when he said which which German city is also you know a, a liquid perfume, and he said Chanel. It was actually cologne. <laughs> you see me. You see me trying not to laugh, but some of them, you just ask them a question, and I just I lost it completely. I don't know if they've kept it in, but there's lots of moments where I lose it completely because the answers. I mean, literally, this is a show where you could be at home, you could be ironing, making dinner, be on a you know, host a Zoom, even keep an eye on it. You'll still get more answers <laughs> correct than some of you. Have you got a catchphrase on it? Have you got an Anne Robinson like? Uh, you're the weakest link. Goodbye. Yes, I, I, I do. Uh, I, I, it's all like see you next week. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's quite that's quite distinctive. It's the pause. It's just the pause. They're, they're, actually, do you know what? They're, they're, I've built in a few a few catchphrases. I mean, one of them is. You, you know why she says the weakest thing goodbye. Yeah. And I said, uh, so you, t you, and you know, when, when I dismiss people, I do my best. Brian, blessed. I said, he said, you, you, you could, you know, take your number and get out. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the goodbye. There's a few catchphrases that we're hoping people will kind of look forward to, but nah, not really. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's fundamentally there just was... a 
quiz show. It's the purest quiz show you'll see on telly. Good stuff. Of course, there was quite a lot of stuff in the Sunday papers yesterday about the show, and I was reading a, a little thing that you did in one of the Sunday papers where you were asked your most memorable TV moment, and I, I didn't know this, that it was achieving what Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo couldn't to score against a robotic goalkeeper designed never to be beaten, caught live on the one show. Yeah, no, we we talked to him about it. That's why we do Don't Ask Me every Friday, Andy. We, yeah, because we had, we, we've had... Ha Henry's been in touch, one of the listeners. He says, uh, Omid, comedy legend, and also scored the best penalty I've ever seen versus... The Robo Keeper. So yeah, well, we, we yeah. did. I think we did talk about this. You were the only one who scored it, weren't you? I am the only. And do you know what? I have to say this, boys. You know, from a football perspective, this is one of the greatest televisual moments <laughs> that nobody talks about. And I'll tell you why they don't talk about it. Because when it happened, and when it was put out, it was put out on a Vimeo link, hmm. and people like John Bishop, Gary Lineker, people with millions of followers said, "This is unbelievable." And those Vimeo links from when this happened around 2014, they could only hold 50,000 views. So it crashed within an hour. It was it was good. It went viral, then it crashed. And then I didn't know it had crashed, so I, I tweeted it again. And I very, you know, obsequiously was begging people like Gary Lineker, <laughs> you tweet it again. And they just like, blanked me. And I think it's one of those moments where it, it is so incredible that you can't actually comprehend. So you, you don't even acknowledge what's happened. What's happened is the RoboKeeper is there to block anything. And it, it's computerized to look at the eye movement and the foot moment movement. So it, it actually anticipates where you're going to kick the ball. So Lionel Messi, you can see, if you go on the clip, I mean, Lionel Messi, you can't score because it's it's there. It's, it's already moved where he's shot. And then when they said, have a go, I said, what's this? He's just going to humiliate me. And for some reason, <laughs> someone took a practice shot and I saw it move to the right. And I saw a tiny gap and I said, is that a gap? And then yeah, we've left it just for you. We've left it like there's literally five inches. We put it to the right. So if, if you go if you go top left, there is enough space for the ball, but literally a millimeter each side. There's enough. If you get it top left perfectly, it'll go in. So at least I knew I thought if I try it. So. I did it, and it went in. I, I, and if you see my reaction, I go bananas. And the thing was, <laughs> the thing was, nobody. When I got home, I said to my family, "Well, what do you think of that?" They said, "Well, it's really inappropriate your reaction." I said, "Why? You look like you're in a children's play area." <laughs> did what Messi did and what Ronaldo couldn't do. I remember my wife said, "This is really inappropriate for a fat middle-aged bloke thinking he could be one of the greatest footballers." And they they completely blanked me. Everybody blanked me, but if you watch it, it is one of the greatest televisual moments. But you know, but that's me on social media. You know, I'll I'll even tweet a, a, a latest DVD. I'd say here's my latest DVD, fill your boots, and there'll be literally two hours later, no retweets, no likes, one comment. That says, I'd rather kill myself. I'll retweet that. And I'll get 800 that's brilliant. Oh dear! It is. It is on YouTube. I've just looked at it. I've just seen it. It was a fine shot. You're right. You, there was a gap, and you just put it in the corner. Brilliant. Yeah. If you look at it, Andy, it's it's actually mm. there as I've kicked it. So it's, it's a, as I make connection with the ball, it's already in position to stop it. It's amazing. It's it's so microscopic, but it goes in that tiny spot. So it's. it's I mean, look. It was a bit of a fluke. But you you got to have a good left peg on you to actually get it up there. So I'm very proud of it. But, you know, it's one of the most untalked about things. I urge everyone to go on YouTube, just tap in on my, on my <laughs> robot keeper. 
It was on the one show, wasn't it? I'm looking at it now. I mean, it was uh, yeah. Alex Jones and Richard Madeley were in the seat uh, that particular evening, I think. Or maybe they just relived it on that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And, and if, if seriously, but you know, I'm, if, if I tweet it every time I tweet it, I lose followers. So, oh, there we go. There he goes. Coming on about this nonsense. Showing off again. Um, so I take it you, you'll be looking at longing to get back to sort of live stand-up. You're, you're, you know, you do a lot of lot of touring, a lot of gigs, so yeah. fingers crossed it won't be too long now. We, we have a vaccine on the uh, horizon. Well, do you know what? I mean, there's t- I've done a couple of gigs. I did um, I did a gig up at Newcastle where it was interesting. There was only 95 people allowed in, but the audience had to wear visors, you know, those plastic visors, and I, I swear it looked like a welding and soldering conference. And then <laughs> you're like, you're like this. how about this for a heck? I did, I did a... I did a, a, a driving gig, and you know we're, we're not a driving audience in the UK at all. And, and you know we, we talked about this. I think Andy, you said if someone heckles you, it must be they can walk out. But people do like a three-point turn. How about this? Somebody got out of his car. That is the best heckle I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me. Don't that at home, by the way. No, no, absolutely no, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. So, are you a golf fan, Omid? You, did you check any of the Masters out? Is, is that something that interests you? Not really. I did a bit of golfing on my uh, on my, the Omid Jalili show. It mm. was a running gag. It was a running gag with this Arab who golfs, and he's, he's in a bunker, and he... He can't hit the ball, then he strikes gold. He strikes oil. He strikes oil. And every time he wants to bet on a horse, it's, it's all rubbish. And he just said, you might as well just shut your eyes and you know, put your pen in. The, and he hits his pen in the newspaper and oil starts coming out. <laughs> I, I practice. I do like craze, but I'm not I'm not a massive golf fan. But I did watch the England game yesterday. Oh, I wasn't okay. Jack Grealish. I thought Jack Grealish was brilliant. That was the one... Good thing. Yeah. I think you were mentioning it's so exciting to finally see a player who's got skill and mm. things you can get sit on the edge of your seat. We, we've been missing that for years, actually. Yeah, a really exciting England midfielder. I, I loved it. It was great to watch him. I think a lot of players have it coached out of a moment as they come through. You probably there have been other maverick players if they they want to get regular game time as they come through. You want I'm sure coaches have said look we want an element of that, but we don't you losing the ball in key areas. You know you got to do this, you got to do that. So by the time they do make it to the top, a lot of that has been coached out of them. But I, he I seems to have right. retained it. They did that with Gascoigne. I remember being very excited by those of us who remember Gascoigne when he was 18 or 19 mm. playing for Newcastle. He just saw him get the ball, he'd run, and he'd, he'd score these amazing goals, left foot, right foot. And I remember all that stuff, Bobby Robson saying he's daft as a brush. And But he, he, he kind of like ignored Bobby Robson and just carried on playing in the same way. And then I, I think it was probably Lazio. I think he got injured at Lazio, but yeah. then they were trying to get him to play a bit more defensively, but he still went off and scored like brilliant goals. Uh, I think it's true. They, you do have, I've seen that with my own, eyes oh, a player who can like you run through i've seen it coach i've seen kids nine ten beat players and now listen you can't do that yeah you've got to pass and it's a shame actually and, yeah. and i love to see you know that little flick greenish did and then munia still tried to kick him i thought that was, a, <laughs> that was a red card. how was that not a red card he still kicked him in the chest had he gone down he would have got a red yeah. card i love that i love that you can still get kicked and carry on. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, good stuff. Well, I mean, we're out of time. Love you. Just one more time. We're going to play that guy's voice. Let's see what the oh, listeners think. Here we I go. You before. Go on, play. Let's hear it. Hello, Mr. Jones. Hello, Mr. Jones. Hello, Mr. Jones. Hello, Mr. Jones. Hello, M
Neil Cantor, what did you actually have to do in the competition? Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Hey. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'd, I'd say that was you. <laughs> yeah, I would do. Yeah, good morning. Yeah. Hey. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that? I was, a bit more, I was expecting a bit more, but actually, the thing is, what, what gets on my nerves when people like make big noises, they think it's me, but actually he's got the same yeah. timbre. Yeah. The same kind of voice as me, yeah. Could you Fair give enough. us a Could you give us a good morning, hi, in that style now, possibly? Good morning, hey. Okay, good morning. Hey, Terry, I look it's, it's, it's right back at you. Fantastic. Uh, is this what it's come to? That sports radio is me going, "Good morning, hey." Yeah. <laughs> good to talk to you, Ahmed. All the best Love with the uh, the Thanks, new show. Guys. Thanks very much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. Joining us now to talk uh, England and more uh, is John Motson. Good afternoon, Motty. Hello, Paul. Hello, Andy. Yeah, good to talk Hi, to you as always. I, f- I found a picture online earlier on of you and, and Ray Clements. I mean, both looking very fresh faced. I'd say this must be about 75, 76. You've got the headphones on, the microphone, and you're obviously just about or have just interviewed him. Does that picture ring a bell, John? Well, it does, and what also rings a bell is the fact that I worked with Ray um, when he was a summariser on Radio 5 Live. Um, we did a lot of matches together. He was he was more concerned with that, and I was doing the commentary for Match of the Day. But my goodness me, we used to travel on the plane uh, with England because in those days the media were allowed on the same flight as the players. And I, I can only say that Ray was like a social secretary. <laughs> he was engaging, he was effusive, he was enlivened. And if you wanted to play cards or you wanted to drink, he would sort it out for you at the back of the plane. He was he was that kind of fella, larger than life. And um, I remember when I was on holiday with my wife in Guernsey a few years ago, um, he and his family came to our hotel to have a swim. Uh, Steve and his son, who of course is the coach at Newcastle United, his two daughters and his wife, V. And well, I can only say he was the life and soul of the party. I think you're getting my message. Absolutely. Um, there was nobody quite like Ray. If you want to know more about his career, there are obituaries and tributes flooding the papers today. Jim White in the Telegraph Sport has, has summed up his career beautifully. And frankly, with so many other famous England players leaving us recently, um, you know, the Nobby Styles and the, and the Jack Charltons, uh, uh, it is a sad loss, it really is. But my word, what, what a fella. And um, just one fact for you. Um, he played third, 336 consecutive games for Liverpool um, in, in one spell in the, the late 70s. And when he moved to Tottenham, I spoke to him the morning he joined Spurs. And he was just absolutely excited and thrilled about the fact that he was now facing another career. And, and indeed he did. Um, I, I can't speak any more highly of, of the man who just brightened up everywhere you went. And I'll tell you something else. He was one of those people, when you'd been in his presence, you felt better after you left. Well, that's, that's some legacy, John. That's lovely. lovely. Thanks, Thanks very much for, for sharing that with us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. We want to get the listeners going on, on something here, and I'm slightly loath to do it, but uh, it's TV formats for someone I, I didn't really know. I've never watched Tiger King. I tried to, and uh, I got mm. halfway through, and I thought even in lockdown, life was too short. I know people love it. Maybe <laughs> everybody no, tells me to give it another go, but I did try. But I didn't realise yeah. that... Um, Joe Exotic's partner is—it was in the news today. Called, and it's somebody called Dylan Passage. 
<laughs> and I thought, well, I mean, if Dylan, I'm not, I'm sure with the success of Tiger yeah. King, Dylan doesn't need any uh, TV formats. But if he did, I mean, I'm, as I say, I'm quite loath to say it because uh, yeah. all I've got at the moment is his chat show that he does with the former. Uh, England flanker and World Cup winner Neil back. So, and yeah. I, 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 I just can't see it getting made. I've got, of course, his review of the uh, IPL Passage to India. That's very good. Well, look, as clean as you can keep it, we'll send them on to Dylan uh, and Joe. Um, Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. You can give us some of your suggestions uh, in the next hour of the show for uh, Joe Exotic Squeeze, Dylan Passage. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Now, I mentioned yes. earlier on D- Dylan Passage, mm. uh, the partner of Joe Exotic from uh, Tiger King. Mm-hmm. He does fancy some TV formats and we were slightly worried of course that uh, most of them weren't broadcastable. Um, and actually still some of them aren't as I look at the screen. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, Wright of Passage, uh, it's quite a nice one from Mark Carter. Um, Ian Wright and Dylan Passage look back through the years as uh, former England <laughs> managers and their reason for being relieved of their duties. That's got, That's I could see that, couldn't you? That would take off as a show. Yeah, it's got a nice good one. To me. Um, Underground Passage, Dylan takes a trip on the subterranean transport systems of the world, says Gab Cancello. Um, there we are. Uh, so we'll keep those coming. Uh, we'll see if we can find him some TV work um, amongst all the other TV work he's probably got already. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Andy, anything you want to share with the class? Yeah, I'm interested. You mentioned the track and trace there. And Piers Morgan, you see this thing, that he's very unhappy with Gareth Southgate because mm. he says that he was with Gareth three days before Gareth tested positive and... He, he wasn't. He wasn't told about it, and yeah. it is odd that you'd think that if he was with him, and basically Gareth had it and would have entered his details. Wonder why it didn't yeah. ping him. You just don't know. Do well, Gareth doesn't see, strike me as the kind of man that would openly flout the rules. So I don't quite know what's happened no, with that timeline. So I'm not. sure he'll want to come back and, and and explain all at some point. The Masters, Andy. Some of the standouts from the Masters and uh, there was an mm. awful lot of talk about uh, Bryson DeChambeau and the, the fact it didn't really uh, go well for him but he didn't leave empty handed as is in the case of all great quiz oh, yeah. shows because yeah. um, because he, I think uh, one of the holes he did rather well was it the um, he, well he won himself what hole was it I can't remember what it was now um, but he, he would have did, been a par five. It, it probably obviously. was. Yes, yeah, right. He's won himself. Um, oh, did he get an? He got an eagle on one of the holes, didn't he? That's right. He got an eagle yeah, on one of the that's holes. That's how you get it. Yeah, that's right. And he won himself um, a set of crystal glasses uh, with the uh, eagle. And I was thinking, not much of a consolation, is it? He said he sounded <laughs> like really chuffed to have got it, but it did feel like it was a bit like he'd been on bullseye. Then, on hole six, you won't go far wrong with his set of crystal glasses, you know. And if he'd got an albatross, he said, on hole five. What a fantastic prize for you and the Mrs. Bryson. Yes, it's the uh, his and hers bathrobes. It did feel a bit bullseye, didn't it? A couple of glasses, but he seemed very happy with them. It's true. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this show on Netflix. It's called Queen's Gambit. I've heard heard a lot of good things. People tell me it's very good. Oh, it's fantastic. It's brilliant. It's all about chess. It's well well worth watching. I recommend that. I I very much enjoyed it over the weekend. I will check it out. Yeah. Alan Clark, the former lead striker, oh, yeah. he was talking about uh, England caps, and he said, this is a classic, really. he said, my only regret during my career is I should have won more than 19 caps, but I was asked by Leeds manager Don Revy to stand down from three lines duty many times due to an injury. 
So it shows you, I bet he didn't do that when he was managing England, though. Yeah. <laughs> but it shows you that he's not the first or last manager to do that, of course. It, no, indeed. A lot of the club managers do. Um, Nando's Chicken, something very popular with footballers, of course. Oh, yeah. Is Britain's favourite takeaway, uh, favourite takeaway. Yeah. Apparently, especially at 7pm on a Sunday, which I thought was very specific, really. Yeah. Seems, seemed quite odd. That was very specific. Is there uh, ever had a Nando's at 7 o'clock on a Sunday, Andy? Or did, <laughs> no, maybe, does, that ring really. true? does it ring true to you? <laughs> No, and uh, I was telling the producer this morning, he's a big Torquay fan, mm. uh, that for some reason, I don't know whether, because <laughs> normally all the lower league games in, in the Daily Star are covered with what we call boss watch, so they're like little, tiny little paragraphs saying, uh, boss Gary Johnson said this, and the other boss said that, you know, blah, blah. but it, with Torquay, they're getting a match report every week. I can't quite work out why, but I don't know if the bloke, the sports editor is a talkie, fellow talkie fan. Well, anyway, it was quite good to read about it. They had a fine, well, it was a 1-1 draw. It could be costly at the end of the season, said Gary Johnson. So who knows? There was a sensational tweet from Will Carling earlier on. I don't know if you saw this. He's, he's involved in the England setup. He's still working with the, uh, the squad these days. And mm. he said uh, he was on his way to England camp and he stopped to fill up his car. A man at the other pump looked him up and down. He was in full England kit and he said... Bit sad, Will, mate. Move on. It's over. <laughs> like it, it reminded me of this fascination you always had with the games makers outfits. Oh yeah, yeah. At London 2012, and how often <laughs> the volunteers. Yeah, often five or six years later, you'd still <laughs> see someone walking around in their games makers outfit. So there'll, there'll be someone walking around today wearing it, no question about it. Yeah. So um, also yesterday he illustrated why Lewis Hamilton is so great mm. and why Bottas really isn't all that. Oh. See that. <laughs> Well, it's true. They both uh, people go. Oh, he's got the best car, but you, basically, he's got the same car as Bottas, who managed to spin it twelve times yesterday in those conditions. Yeah. So it does show you what a brilliant, brilliant driver he is. It was a good interview with Jim with his dad. It was interesting to yeah, hear from him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. No, no wonder he's so grounded. So that that was good. A bit of a shock this weekend, Andy. I was reading an interview in the papers at the weekend with Nigel Clough, and um, before he got back in, uh, he said that he, he wrote uh, applying for a number of jobs, five or six jobs in the championship he sent letters in for. He said, I applied for those mm. and he said, I didn't get any interviews or replies. Or replies. Um, or not replies. even a dear Nigel, thank you for your interest. You're not what we're looking for at the moment. He didn't even get a reply. I mean, he's not some waster. The bloke's been managing in football for years. He said, I wasn't surprised that's the way some clubs operate. But, you know, whether it's Nigel Clough or me or you, uh, we've talked about this before. We used to speak to a, a talk sport listener who had a whole folder of about 200 letters when he'd applied for managers' mm. jobs. And, yeah, didn't have a prayer. But he, I think he just liked the thrill of getting a letter back from the club saying, you know, the job. <laughs> has gone to somebody else. Once or twice a club would come back and actually write him a personal letter saying, your experience on football manager isn't quite what we're looking for. This was a long time ago. But he kept them all in a folder and he remembered the clubs yeah. that had been nice and, and the ones. But most of them sent back a stock letter. And this is for a talk sport listener who's just having a bit of a laugh. Was Nigel Raj Tunvall? That's Raj Tunvall, that was it. Nigel Clough Raj, yeah. should get uh, a letter back from clubs. Shame on them, really, that they can't even write back to him. Or if they don't, they should write back to every Everybody, even if it's thanks but no thanks. Anyway, I've got, I'm, I feel better now. <laughs> oh, good, I'm glad you got it off the chest. I was reading about this incredible story. Hopefully we might do this story in more detail, but a Belgian racing pigeon 
has sold for a record 1.6 million euros. That's like more than a racehorse. That's more than Duvan's brother, who we're going to speak to Rupert about. I'm going to say we're going to speak to Duvan's brother in the Mr. Ed (laughs) style. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's an incredible amount of money. I say to the producer, what happens if he flies off? Yeah. So he flies to, they release him and he flies to Trafalgar Square and he, like he meets he a just, mate. Like he me- he, <laughs> just, it's the way it he works in the world back. of homing pigeons. We need John Day, we'll get him on this week. We'll speak to the excellent author of the book, Homing, and he'll, he'll put us on. Do occasionally top racing, 1.6 million, just flies over Trafalgar Square, goes, aye, aye, and then just flies down and then, and that's it, and they live yeah. together. I don't know if they're like swans. Maybe they yeah. pigeons are like swans. Oh eight seven one seven double two double three double four. If if you can shed a bit of light on that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talksport. We mentioned earlier on Joe Exotic's partner Dylan Passage. We need some TV formats for him. Work your passage. Andy Smart says our old mate. Dylan tours the world <laughs> on tramp steamers. I'd watch that. I can see that on Discovery, Andy. How about a TV series where Dylan wanders the world's herb fields in a passage? Through time, yeah, T H Y M E. Obviously, Revin, Reading, <laughs> Northwest Passage, Roy North, Kanye West, and Dylan Passage undertake a grueling trip to the Arctic, accompanied by Mr. Roy's pal Basil Brush. Colin, I would watch that. And of course, uh, Scott, the Leeds fan, uh, heard us talking about a, a racing pigeon selling for 1.3 million. And of course, Scott says that's quite a coup. Sounds like one of yours, that gag, Andy. Does, Thank you, Scott. Really Thanks for all of those. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Here we go, then. Five questions on last week's shows. Has self-isolation improved uh, Andy's memory? Let's find out. Uh, on Friday, Andy, we spoke to uh, which former top legendary women's footballer about big weekend of WSL action? Kelly Smith. Kelly Smith, yeah, Arsenal in England, of course. Uh, then on Thursday, we spoke to Al Greenwood, the drummer from the band Sports Team, uh, about oh, her love yes. of football. Which football team does she support? She talks a lot Manchester about Manchester United. Well done. Well, you you Ooh. kind of hesitating to add add a bit of drama to I it? Wasn't, no, no, I wasn't sure that it was City or United. I couldn't okay. remember. But uh, they are plump. We spoke know. to a playwright and a former Sunderland player on Wednesday about a play oh. about the Sunderland player. What was the name of the footballer? <laughs> <laughs> you even had a cool subject about it. I've got it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Max has gone. He's, he's gone. He's gone full Durham on you. He's laughing at you. Oh golly, gee whiz! Uh, cool subject, no? Hurry, oh, the fridge freezer. Sorry, I can't remember. David uh, Corner. David Corner. David Corner. Oh, Max was there. Corner. It was two Ooh, one, and I wasn't even corner. here, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke to Mark Bentley, the manager of which Essex football club, about their draw in the um, in the second round. Can you remember who the team were? Near Canvey. Canvey. Canvey Island, just down the road from Southend, of course. And uh, going to do. For why me. did we speak to Bill Ribbons? Bill Ribbons on uh, Monday. He's a well-known surgeon. He's operated on uh, many sports stars, and he's written a book. And David Corner did me in there. I would have got them all. <laughs> There's Damn. normally one. Unlucky. It was a good effort. It was a guy I thought you'd actually sharpened up in the last. You should stay at home. <laughs> Protect Thanks. the NHS and, and yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon show. Pretty decent effort by Andy and don't ask me. Just David Corner was the difference between victory and defeat. But we will catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.